step one in meditation where when you're sitting, you pay attention to sitting. When you're walking, you pay attention to walking. And so I think that mantra of pay attention to each step is a really good reminder on how to go throughout the day. And that's kind of how you carry meditation into everything that you do. It's Monday, November 28th, and you're listening to the Breathe and Think Better podcast. This is a live talk show that takes place on TikTok weekdays at noon Pacific time. We explore techniques like meditation, breathwork, and more to help navigate the human experience and live happier and more fulfilling lives. Today, we're talking about informal meditation practice, building concentration, neuroplasticity, and more. For more information and free resources, check the show notes of this episode. Now, on to today's conversation. Hey, Jake. Hello, Danny. It's good to see you even though I just saw you, but I would ask how your Thanksgiving was, but Jake and I spent Thanksgiving together and it was fantastic. So I hope for everyone who's listening, you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. We're happy to be back with Breathe and Think Better Live. This is our live talk show where we talk about mental fitness, mental health, specifically breath work and meditation and other techniques we can all use to gain some happiness, some clarity and live more fulfilling lives. We're happy to be back. Danny had the foresight to bring his own Tupperware to Thanksgiving. He did. And um, everyone was jealous. I was eating those leftovers uh, until last night. Last night, I polished off the rest of the leftovers, and uh, they were delicious. I'm impressed, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks to everyone who's joining us in the room right now. We're going to be talking about meditation and breath work today, just like we do every day. But as we go along, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask us or topics you'd like us to address, just go ahead and put those in the comments and we'll kind of answer those as they come through. But Jake, one of the things that I was thinking of particularly over the weekend was, and we, we touched on this last week, but the idea of informal meditation. So we talked about kind of the difference between a formal practice that's sitting down, doing a guided or unguided practice, and just not doing anything else, just meditating. And then this idea of the informal practice, where that's really kind of like letting meditation seep into your everyday life. And I think that that's a lesser talked about technique and practice, but it's equally as important. And it can be easier for some people to incorporate that into their day. So I think my question for you, I guess, to start the conversation would be, what are some of the ways that you kind of let that informal meditation into your own life? And what does that look like? Well, I think this goes back to the mantra that Joseph Goldstein shared with us a few weeks ago, where you pay attention to each step. Because so many of us are just rushing through life, uh, thinking about the next thing. Uh, for example, Thanksgiving. Um, I was going shopping on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and you hear people talking about it like, Oh, I can't wait for Thanksgiving. Can't wait for Thanksgiving. And I know exactly what they're talking about. And I've said that before and I'll say it again in the future, but I'm like, what about what we're doing right now? You know, like, like we keep talking about these things in the future that we can't wait for. And then we're just skipping the whole process of leading up to it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy going shopping before Thanksgiving. I'm going to enjoy exactly 
what I'm doing right now. And this goes back to step one in meditation, where when you're sitting, you pay attention to sitting. When you're walking, you pay attention to walking. And so I think that mantra of pay attention to each step is a really good reminder on how to go throughout the day. And that's kind of how you carry meditation into everything that you do. And it reminds me of, I forget which episode it was, but I will link it to the show notes of this podcast. We talked a little bit about how a wandering mind is an unhappy mind. And when you're doing some of these seemingly mundane tasks, like going for a walk or washing the dishes, I think is, is a really good example. If your mind is wandering, you're more likely to be unhappy than if you're actually focused and being present on what you're doing. And that seems counterintuitive because who likes washing the dishes, you know, but, but it, but we know from experience and from the science that you can look at that if you are being present while you're doing these tasks, you're going to be happier and, and it can take some practice to transition into that space where you're actually focusing on the dishes instead of, you know, planning out, you know, what you're, what you're going to eat for dinner and who you're going to buy Christmas presents for and, and all the plannings that we do during those tasks. If we consciously eliminate those and shift to a more present state, not only is whatever we're doing going to be of a higher quality, those dishes are going to be spotless, but, but the happiness, that's, that's really what we focus on on the show, right? We want people to be happier. We want people to feel better. And one of the best ways that we know how to do that is to shift yourself into the present moment with a sense of clarity and equanimity. Yeah. When I'm washing the dishes, if I'm lost in thought, I'm like, the last thing I want to be doing is washing dishes. Like it's the last thing I want to be doing and it makes it such an unpleasant experience. But when I'm like paying attention to how the water and soap feels on my skin and I'm actually paying attention to the quality of washing the dishes. It really is an act of meditation. And if you're listening to us being like, I, I can't do that. Like, I don't, I don't want to wash the dishes. You know, I, I can't just focus on it. I think that for anyone saying that, I think maybe starting with a formal meditation practice might be the best way for you to go. And the reason I say that is because I didn't really learn how to shift my awareness and my consciousness into the present moment until I started formal meditation. So the formal meditation taught me how, and then I was able to, to add my informal practice into everything I do in life. The example that, I, that I'm thinking of is one of the first things you do in meditation is you learn to be aware of the breath with a great detail. And you're always breathing. So that gives you one thing that you can always sort of attune to. And then once you, once you learn how to shift into that state of, of really clear sensory awareness, then you can use that, that skill that you've built up in something like washing the dishes. You know, once you've practiced over and over and over again, shifting the awareness to something like the breath, staying with it, redirecting when the attention gets lost, then it becomes easier to kind of find this, this flow state in your your daily tasks, you know, the washing the dishes, the walking the dog, whatever it is. So I think that if, if you're listening and, and you have no idea what we're talking about, I think maybe, maybe a formal meditation is a great place to start, but then those informal, you know, moments, those mindful moments, whatever you want to call it, start to seep into your daily life. And that's where you really start to see some of these benefits. 
Yeah, and I can't help but think, like, why is this important? Why is it important to pay attention to everything that you do? It's like some people will have the argument, like, you know, I like thinking and I like getting lost in thought and I like daydreaming. And I think the answer to that is it improves your concentration and it improves your clarity whenever you shift your attention back to whatever it is you're doing. Let's say you're going for a walk you pay attention to that walk, to the way the ground feels on your feet, to the way the air feels on the skin, to the sounds going on, to what you see in your visual field. And every time you shift your attention back to this sensory experience, it improves your concentration. And then you can carry that into anything that you want to do. You want to learn music. Well, guess what? You have a higher level of concentration to learn music. You want to play a sport. You have a higher level of concentration in that sport. And so when you sit down and formally practice, and then when you informally practice throughout the day, it improves every aspect of your life. It really is the bottom up approach to just living a better life. And meditation really activates the neuroplasticity that we have in the brain. And neuroplasticity is something that Jake and I have been learning, writing and talking about for years. And it's not really a really well known concept. And neuroplasticity is the idea that our brain changes constantly through lifetime based on the interactions, experiences, the content that we consume. So no matter how old you are, and you might think like, oh, you know, I, I don't have good concentration or I've never, I've never been a reader. You know, I, I, I just don't like reading. I can't sit and read. You have that ability to change that about yourself. And that's one thing that's kind of gets lost in translation in the way we go about life is we think we, we're kind of stuck with what we've got. And that's just not true. It's really not. And this, this concept of neuroplasticity, just it reinforces the idea that you can become anything you want to be or anyone you want to be at any point in your life. This neuroplasticity slows down, you know, really when we get very much older, but it's still there. It never goes away. You can still, you know, you can be 80 years old and pick up a new skill. And you hear those stories, you know, frequently on, on social media. And I think that going about the idea of meditation with, with that lens can be helpful too, because, you know, you might meet someone who they're pretty calm. They're pretty collected. You know, they're, they're equanimous and uh, they might not really feel like they need to cultivate that. But I think everybody wants to become a better version of themselves or learn new skills or everybody has that sort of innate curiosity and creativity inside of them. And meditation is, is so, so good for that as well. Yeah. It's interesting. When I was in high school, I was notorious for just spark noting every book that I was assigned to read, which is like, you just read the synopsis for it. And I, I would always get the answers to tests off other people. Like I never wanted to read a book. And I think mostly it's because the subjects that they were trying to have me read, I just wasn't interested in at the time. And when I was in college, I started to learn how to read a little bit better. But then after college, I was a bartender. And, you know, I was making very good money as a bartender. And I didn't want to use my degree to make less money and sit at a desk. So I was having a lot of fun. But as a bartender, you do a lot of drinking, you do a lot of partying, a lot of socializing, you learn from actually working behind the bar. And I noticed when I was around like 25 years old, I tried to pick up a book and I could not read. Like I was using Instagram every day, Snapchat every day. I couldn't even finish reading 
like a caption in someone's Instagram post. Like I didn't want to, even if I was interested in it, I would skip through it and then be like, wait a second, this is interesting. I have to go back and read it again. And it's a frustrating process. That was one of the major reasons why I was like, okay, how do I fix this? Like, because I, I knew instinctively that if you want to learn, you want to learn from the source. And what when you try to learn on TikTok and Instagram, oftentimes you're learning from someone who learned from the source. And so, you know, a lot of us are having conversations about like, you know, let, let's 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 look at like world history, right? There's a great book called Sapiens. You can either listen to little clips of someone talk about world history, or you can pick up the book Sapiens and actually like learn it from start to finish. So I knew I wanted to do that. Meditation was the way that I was able to do that. Like now I can sit down for an hour and just read a book. I couldn't do this when I was 25 years old. And now I can sit down for an hour and play piano. I did not know how to play the piano two years ago. I didn't, I could not learn how to play the piano until I learned how to meditate. So regardless of what it is that you want to do in life, Meditation will help you do that. And I think a lot of the people listening can probably resonate with exactly what you're saying, because even if it's not reading for you, like for instance, I've always, I've always been a reader, but I've never really been good at like learning computer programs. Right. And so my example that, that I was thinking of when, when Jake was giving his was, um, you know, we, we use uh, Adobe Premiere Pro to edit all of our videos. And I just like, I thought I could never learn it. I was like, ah, you know, it's just, I'm not a, I'm not an editor. I'm not a, you know, that's not what I do. And then finally it came time and I was like, all right, well, let's give it a try. And I sat down, I went through all of the tutorial videos in one day, it was like six hours. And then I learned it and it was that simple. It really took like one day of watching the tutorial videos. But again, not something I could have done in my early 20s, sat down and forced myself to just pay attention to to all of the things and, and to learn it and then take that skill and turn it into something else. And so I would encourage anyone listening, try and find or think about what that thing is in your life. What is that thing that you might want to do or you could see yourself doing, but you don't think you could do? And, and picture that thing. And then if you are practicing meditation, great. And if you're not, I would encourage you to use this as your jump off point. Now you have something you want to work towards, right? And meditation is going to help you get the concentration to get there, whether it's athletics, whether it's intellect, whether whatever it is. And, and I think that sometimes it's that motivation that you can use to, to really take the, uh, take the plunge and, and start the practice. Yeah. There's, there's something that like, I think about every day when it comes to meditation, I'm like, is this the most important thing I should be doing right now? <laughs> I'm like, is it really the most important thing for me to sit down and essentially do nothing because you're just paying attention to what arises and passes away in your experience. And Danny and I were just doing meditation together before this. And it talks about the separation between your skin and the rest of the environment. And I think a better way to put it is it talks about the separation between the past, present, and future. There's no hard line separating it. If you want to separate what just happened and what's happening right now and what's about to happen in the future, you have to use a concept. But when you look closely at that concept, like completely vanishes. And so when you think about 
meditation, how it changes your perspective, you're paying super close attention to the present moment. And what that does is it makes everything better. Because if you can feel deeper, if you can listen closer, if you can see the luminous experience of your visual field with more clarity, it makes everything you do better. So guess what? It does benefit me for me, for me to sit down and meditate every day for 20 minutes and just pay attention to my sensory experience. It actually is the most important thing for me to do. And that's something that even my monkey brain tries to talk me out of every day. And I've been doing this for years. And so when you're starting off and you're like, is this a waste of time? Well, your perception creates your reality. It really does. It truly does. If you listen to any super educated person talk, they it really does. Like your eyes move so fast that if your mind didn't slow it down and change your perception, your whole world would be shaky. Reba, thank you for the likes. I see those coming in. But yeah, and and Jake, that that feeling of is this the the best thing I can be doing with my time? It's that it's the same resistance that you feel towards like physical exercise or 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 anything that's that's that we know is good for us but that is difficult to get ourselves to do and it's just a really interesting experience that w that we all go through like we all experience resistance towards the things that we know we should be doing but you know are difficult to to get us to do and physical exercise is one even work we experience the same resistance with work it's like you know, I could be working on something. I'm like, is this really the best use of my time? You know, I, there's something else I could be doing. When in reality, if you, if you just shift yourself into the present, this is the only moment that you have right now. There is no past. There is no future. It's just right now. So whatever you're doing right now is the most important thing you can be doing. There is nothing else. Nothing else exists. There, it's all, all of that exists as thoughts in your mind. That's not, none of it's tangible until you actually do it. But it's an interesting kind of paradox where you're, you're sitting and wondering if it's the best thing you can do. And then, you know, same with physically working out. You usually feel really good afterwards. So that that's one of those things where you at least get that immediate benefit. But the benefits for meditation are, are definitely long-term. And we talk about that all the time. Repetition, repetition, repetition. You can't just meditate, you know, once and expect to, to notice a huge change in your perceptions and mind states. But... If you can get yourself to, to get into the routine where you're doing it daily, then you'll experience all of those benefits that Jake and I have been talking about, the improved concentration and the fulfillment, the happiness, the clarity, the equanimity, all of that good stuff. Yeah, and I think this is a good segue into just talking about breath work a little bit because there actually are things you can do right now where you can feel an immediate improvement because if you pay attention to your breathing pattern, your body has these natural mechanisms that happen automatically just to keep you alive. For example, the sigh of relief. This is something that Dan Brule teaches in his fundamentals course. This is something that every breathwork instructor teaches. It's not even a breathing exercise. It's something that your body does naturally. And it's a twice as large inhale than you typically would take. And then just a sigh. This is something that your body naturally does about 12 times every hour. And so you can take this natural mechanism of your body, of your physiology, something that 
you do to survive. And you can do that 12 times right now to prevent anxiety attacks from happening, to calm you down, but also put you in an alert state of mind, which is so interesting when you talk about marrying the wisdom you get from meditation, the clarity you get from meditation, and then the practical techniques you get from practicing breath work. You know, we talk about how breath work and meditation are, are very similar when you're first starting out. We, we say that all the time. And, and then I think, you know, as you practice both and the practices kind of diverge a little bit, it does become breath work as changing your mind state in the moment, like immediately. Um, you have all these tools that you can use, which are so powerful. And then meditation really becomes the long-term perspective change, you know, really exploring how your mind works and gaining insight on that so you can better handle everything throughout life. And then also like kind of exploring like the boundaries of yourself and what is your ego and all of those kind of inner workings that can be really diff difficult and tedious to talk about. But you can really, you really only see these things when you experience them in the practice. And that's why, that's why I, I'm, I mean, that's why Jake and I do uh, guided meditations through Sam Harris's app. You know, we both experiment with unguided meditations as well, but having someone who, who has been there and has the insight to kind of guide you is just so powerful. Uh, Nintendo says getting better at controlling the panic attacks. I'm much better now. Thank you guys. That's awesome to hear Nintendo. It's great to see you again. I'm glad those exercises are working out well for you. Uh, if anybody else in the room has any any questions or topics, remember, just go ahead and toss those in the chat, and we'll kind of address them as they've gone through. So far, we've been talking about informal meditation and how to incorporate that in your practice. We talked a little bit about how meditation can improve your concentration and allow you to do basically everything better in your life. And then we've just been talking a little bit about breath work for the last few minutes. Yeah, and when you start a breath work practice, step one that any experienced teacher will teach you is just awareness of the breath, being the observer of the breath, noticing how the breath comes and goes, which is also step one of a mindfulness practice. And then step two of breath work is being the conscious breather and actually controlling your breath to create different states of mind. For example, if you create a longer inhale, and shorten up your exhale, it's going to put you in a more alert state of mind. If you breathe in through your right nostril opposed to your left nostril, which your body has this natural rhythm, your right nostril is going to put you in a more alert state of mind. Your left nostril is going to put you in a more relaxed state of mind. Why is that? Science has still yet to come out with exactly why it is, but we can say that the floor of your brain is right above your nose. And so it has a direct impact on your brain. It has a direct impact on your nervous system as well. And yogic masters have been studying this for thousands and thousands of years and passing it down generations to generations. So that's how we know. And also, just from practicing it myself, um, I can tell you that it works. Jai Jai Banks, thank you guys for helping me out in my mindfulness journey. Thank you for sharing that with us. That means a lot to us. Appreciate that, Jar Jar. I'm also a huge Star Wars Star Wars fan, so I appreciate your name. But um, but yes, and and it's it's good for Jar Jar to to kind of point out blanket statement of what we're talking about here on the show today is mindfulness. We didn't we haven't used that word yet today. We use the word all the time on the show, but this idea of mindfulness is this focused awareness 
uh, on the present moment. And that's what combats our mind wandering, which makes us happier, more focused, concentrated, relaxed, calm. We could keep going with more excellent words, but you get the picture. It's, it's this idea of, of living our lives just fully present to whatever's going on. And this makes us a better listener. It builds up the relationships in our lives. It allows us to make and create better things. And that's, that's what this, this idea of mindfulness is. And there's many ways to practice mindfulness. Meditation is one. Breathwork is another. And uh, in, the, in the show notes of this podcast, so this show is also a podcast. It's called Breathe and Think Better. You can watch it anywhere or listen to it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. In the show notes, I'll link uh, some free exercises for you guys. So we'll, we'll have some breathwork exercises, some free meditations. And then, of course, on my page and Jake's page, Breathe Blue Door and the One Minute Meditation, you can find free breathwork and meditation exercises that you guys can practice right after this show. So you can get started right now. Yeah, and we're actually going to be allocating some time this week to creating more exercises and more resources on the page because we've been putting a lot of our energy into hosting this show and I think we need to start creating, just start freshening up the pages with some new exercises. Yep. So keep your eyes open for some new exercises coming out this week and next week. And uh, we really appreciate everybody in the room right now. And we appreciate you guys tuning into the show because it's, you know, another thing we say all the time is that this stuff isn't taught in schools. You know, it's not something that you'll get taught in your normal education. It's kind of something you have to seek out. And if this is the way that you seek it out by listening to us and partaking in our TikTok lives or listening to our podcast, we really appreciate you. And it's really nice to have sort of a little community that we can talk to each other and, and share ideas and answer questions. And it's, uh, it's really great. So thank you, guys. Yeah, it's always good to see familiar faces in the chat and, and getting everyone's feedback on how your mindfulness journey is going because you know, Danny and I are going on the same path right with you. Like we're, we're doing the show, sharing who we're learning from, you know. So when you're a teacher of something or a student, regardless of where you are, you learn from each other. And as soon as you think that you're just a teacher and you're no longer a student, you stop learning. And so that's why we created this show where it's like we're teaching, but guess what? We're learning from the people that we're teaching. And we're also students from other teachers who we want to share with our audience as well. So I think that's why this show feels so good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best way to teach something or learn something is to teach it too. And that's a, that's a well-known adage. So it's, you know, for us, we want to learn meditation and breath work and mindfulness. So what better way to learn it than to teach it? And, you know, even though we may be a few years into our practice and maybe you're just starting, that doesn't mean anything. All it means is that we're perfect to learn together and teach each other. And that's a, that's the best way to go about this is, you know, having that community, having people around you who are interested in the same things, having a place where you can come every weekday at the same time and, you know, talk about the same things and we can answer questions and, and dive into topics and, and uh, it's, it's a really great thing. Yeah, I think now would be a good time for us to practice together. Absolutely. Jake, do you mind leading us? I've got some uh, fire alarms going on in the background here. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's take a quick photo, Danny, and then I'll, I'll lead cool. us here. All right. So we're going to begin here with just a couple sighs of relief, and then we'll go into a mindfulness meditation. So you can go ahead and bring your 
attention to your breath and take a inhale twice as large as you normally would. And on the exhale, just go ahead and just let out a sigh. And at the bottom, notice the natural pause at the end of your sigh and go ahead and take another inhale, twice as big as you normally would. And one more time at your own pace. Again, just take an inhale twice as large as you normally would and let out the most theatrical sigh you can do right now. Go ahead and relax in your seat. If it's safe for you to do so, go ahead and close your eyes, but keep your visual field activated, making your gaze wide, noticing the luminosity, even with the darkness behind your eyes, and just tuning in to what you see, what you hear, and what you feel with no judgment, just noticing whatever arises for just a few moments here, whether it's mental chatter or mental image or any emotions in your body or the breath coming and going, it doesn't matter. Just notice whatever arises with a sense of equanimity, that inner balance, And just show yourself some gratitude for just taking even a few moments to consciously focus on your sensory experience. You can open your eyes when you're ready. Thanks so much for practicing with us. This is Breathe and Think Better Live. It's a live TikTok show, Monday through Friday at 12 noon pacific time thanks everybody see you tomorrow thank you for listening to the breathe and think better podcast be sure to check the show notes of this episode for free resources and links to register for our future live events to learn more about meditation and breath work visit breathe and thanks again we will see you tomorrow